Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We're hanging out here with you guys on this Monday, just welcoming the new year. Um, I guess we could still say that for like, like today is the last day, right? The moratorium ends today on New Year's greetings. Yeah, because it's already been, it's, it's been a week. People, yeah, it's been people. a week, so like it's over now. Right. So that's it. This it's, is a rel- it's a relatively new year. This is It's no longer a new year. It's been dented. You already scratched the paint. Uh, someone banged it with a shopping cart. It's now officially just a year. It's no longer a new year. doesn't smell like a new year anymore. <laughs> doesn't have the car smell. The, the new year smell. Uh, this is Corey DLG. With me as usual is little brother Nico. And we're Hello. hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Dot com. I know. I don't know why, but it's like saying dot com out loud makes you feel like a weird, like, welcome to 1999. We're in the dot com era. <laughs> it's weird how that one stayed, right? Like, it made right. it. Because there are other ones. There's dot net, dot org, and, all, and like, dot eu, and all kinds of other ones. Yeah, but, like, those all have, a, like, a specific purpose. Like, it's organizations, colleges, like, non-profits, and everywhere else in the European but like I want my Australia own. has their I think AU is theirs. Yeah. I want my own. I want like a dot C D L G. Well, I think I think you can have your own, depending on like what kind of like website builder you have. Well, um I don't know. Because I've heard of like some place where it's like something something like dot cool or something. Like yeah, and I don't know if I'm well, I'm not gonna give anything away here. This isn't state secrets. Uh, a buddy of mine did naval intelligence and he says that there's all kinds of things you can type into an address bar that'll bring stuff back anyway. Uh, that so makes sense. Like, so I'm sure there are all kinds of other dots, whatevers, that are out there that for the people like. But you have to know what you're looking for to find it. Like your browser isn't going to go, oh, are you looking for dot secrets from the government? We'll take you right there. Dot encrypted files, we've got it right over here on the left. Right. <laughs> it's like it's like the dark web, but way less scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. It could be equally know. as scary. It could be just as terrifying if you go to the wrong website. I just ordered a head on myself. Um, <laughs> oh, whoops. Oops. I thought I was ordering pizza. And then you died. <laughs> and then you died. It's kind of like pizza. It's like a fast-acting pizza. Um, yeah, I guess if you like only ate pizza, you would die that way, too. <laughs> right. Listen, which which way would you rather die, pizza or Hitman? Uh, pizza, right? Like, right. 100%. See? How fast is it? <laughs> that should be the new slogan for pizza. Pizza, best way to die. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> That's going to be, I'm going to launch a, uh, you know what we're going to do for the the new year? 
Nerd Thug Radio every episode is going to come up with a new product or a brand. Today it's sinis- it's today it's nihilistic pizza. Nihilistic pizza. The, the best, best way, way to, to die. die. <laughs> 9.99 large one topping. Call us up. <laughs> Tell me that's not like just the just boom. Right, yeah. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> nihilistic pizza 9.99. <laughs> the best way to die. And then like everyone eats is like, "Oh my god, I'm going to eat this to death." And it's like, "Yeah, you're going to." That's the goal. We're all going to die eating pizza. Yeah. I also ordered a Hitman on you, so you would <laughs> die. <laughs> I also might have double-clicked on that Hitman, just in case. In case the pizza's taking its time. Is the pizza laced with drugs, or is this really unhealthy? It's just super unhealthy. That's like, fair. The most unhealthy. When everyone else is like, we found out pepperonis cause carcinogens. Nihilistic Pizza is doing like double pepperoni special that week. Right. Like, you we're to, going all in, You boys. have to pay extra to get less pepperonis. That's how nihilistic <laughs> pizza works. You have to pay more to get less stuff. Yeah, if you want a veggie pizza, it costs twice as much as a meat. Yeah, large pizzas are the cheapest, and as right. you go smaller, the pizzas get more expensive. Right, if you want to go thin crust instead of regular crust, that's more expensive. Like, the worst, the like the big, fluffy Chicago crust pie pizzas, those are, those are our cheapest ones. Right, big, thick, <laughs> disgusting, like... Like, layers of just sauce and grease and just, like... We put 17 pounds of grilled beef on, the, or of ground beef on this one. It's delicious. And someone's going to be like, I don't know if we should be eating. Those it's are like, like four ninety nine. Yeah, it's like $6. Those they're they're like, 42,000 calories. We're losing $18 on every one of those we <laughs> deliver, but we don't care. Because it goes with our marketing. Yeah, right. We're going to go the Rockefeller style of business pricing where we just. But like our, our profit margins go over from like negative 3,000 to like 4 billion because yeah, like we're our. We're killing it on the veggie pizzas. Right. <laughs> Someone ordered a $50 veggie. That's all the veggies. They're all $50. <laughs> That's it. And we Small use like personal cheap, gross vegetables too. We like go to like a. Sad spinach. And yeah, like we go to like Costco. And do, you guys, do you guys have anything you're about to throw away but legally is still edible? That's what we want. There's there's a lot of stories of people doing that. That was a yeah. It's called capitalism. No, <laughs> that's how it works. No, not that. I'm talking about how like, can I spend the least amount of money and not break the law? No, people like eating like food out of the dumpsters. Like they'll go dumpster diving oh, in, like grocery stores. It's a it's a uh, it's a whole thing in New York. They call it foraging. It's a foraging diet, and they don't they don't they they try and like they try and spend zero dollars a month on food. That's their challenge every month. And so yeah, they will they will straight up dumpster dive. And they'll, like, follow people who are eating food in the park to see if they drop, like, oh, he's not going to finish that pretzel. Let me see where he throws it away at. Like, that's how they... It's wild. Because, like, I was... I was reading... Uh, I wasn't reading. It was a you don't segment. Read. I don't read. It was a segment on NPR, my favorite thing to listen to in the car when my phone's not working. You're secretly 70 years old. Um, I might be. You showed up today in a sweater, people. Uh, I like to keep cozy. <laughs> And it's a, a little, it's a little brisk outside. Don't want to fall. And a nurse. She's just here to keep me company, right. so I don't lose my mind. <laughs> she keeps me grounded in these long hours. The other, the other day, I saw it was like an older couple, and with them was another old person, and that old person had a nurse with them, and they were like they were at a coffee shop having breakfast. Mm-hmm. And so at first, I was trying to kind of like break it down, like like they borrowed them from his like. Like, he's their family friend, and they checked him out of the hospital for the day, and that's his nurse. Then it was like, more than likely, they were friendly couples. Now his wife or whatever is gone, and he has a nurse now who, like, watches out for him. Right. 
And now this other couple is watching literally time creep into like their life as they hang out with this other guy. Oh man, don't don't say that. That's terrifying. But I mean, I mean, growing old is the worst thing ever. It's, uh, but it's got to be worse having friends when you grow old. Oh yeah, because you like you watch them die. Right, because it's either them or you. Right, it's either you're die you die first, either horribly or like just because you're old. Right, I mean, there's no good like. Young and in a train train accident. That's what I'm guessing is what I'm going for now. And I'm not young anymore, so and I've never been on a train, so like neither have I. Not rolling <laughs> strong. But no, I just I was watching it and I was trying to figure out like Am I gonna be rich enough to have a nurse go with me everywhere? No. No, no. Better pray to God whoever I marry one day has better insurance than me. That's fair. Also easy because I have none. So as long <laughs> as they have any, we're in the lead. <laughs> Do you have insurance? Yes. You're winning. <laughs> um so all right, so some some data came out. It's it's kind of the wrap everyone's wrapping up the year, right? So Right. Well, I mean, yeah, this is the time to be like, what happened in 2019? Probably right. stuff. Probably stuff. Can you guess the top running game of 2019? Top running? What do you mean? Top earning. Top earning? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably Fortnite. Okay. All right. You are correct. Yeah, I figured. However, it took a significant dip in revenue from the year before. Care to guess how large of a dip? A good number. It's a good number. Uh, I want to say 30. Okay, you went a little high. 25%. That was close. That's a hard hit. Uh, it, it makes sense. It really it really, it wasn't the phenomenon it was in two, uh, 2018. See, I don't, I don't understand that because this year my nephew got all Fortnite-themed things as gifts, including a pinata full of random toys. Um, that's because he's he's getting to the age where like he he's getting to it too late. Yeah. Okay. So the number was one point eight billion dollars this year, which is a dip from two point four billion the year before. Yeah. So one point eight billion in twenty nineteen in revenue for Fortnite. Good for them. They did crossovers with Marvel, with Star Wars, and with John Wick this year. Yeah. And they also blew up an esports movement, and they're constantly yep. putting in new content. I mean, you know, they're working on it. Real good job, considering that was supposed to be like a demo. Oh man! It's, but they, there are good companies and there are bad companies, and and I don't mean morally. I mean just in how they how they operate how they operate. And so when Fortnite came out, it was a free to play demo of the battle royal version of what was going to be in their game. So it wasn't what their game was supposed to be. It was just one aspect of their game. It was supposed to be like a little mini game you could play while not doing the main game. And it blew up so strong that they then just completely moved. They pivoted. Yeah, they're like, and also they made all this money on a, a free to play game. You could literally play Fortnite for absolutely no money. Correct, but one point nine billion dollars says that people aren't. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Um, so overall, digital games the revenue for last year was one hundred nine point four billion. Yeah, and it's it's crazy to think people don't respect video games. I, I like that time is over. That time has moved on. Now it's now people respect video games, but now they try and tell you that what you play isn't a video game, and this is gonna this blows us out of the water. This just proves that everyone's an idiot, an idiot. Right. Um. So one point nine point four billion is three percent over last year in digital game revenue. So oh. it's an increase of three percent. Cool. Uh, tied for number two was Dungeon Fighter Online in honor of Kings, which is a mobile app game. Never heard of either of those. $1.6 billion. Jeez. The League of Legends and Candy Crush Saga, $1.5 billion. 
How does Candy Crush? Wow. Candy Crush this year still 1.5 billion. I don't even know who. I don't even. I literally don't know anyone who even plays Candy Crush. Pokemon Go and Crossfire 1.4 billion. I don't even know what Crossfire is. Neither have I. I have no idea. No clue. Pokemon Go, obviously. Right. $1.4 billion. This is why the latest Pokemon game wasn't as good. Because they're like, we're just going to make mobile games because that's stupid. Pokemon Go doing a billion dollars last year is... Uh, that's, that's everything you need to know about gaming. Right. That everyone everyone is in... Everybody wants to play games. You just have to find ones that appeal to them. Exactly. So this idea... So this is how I feel. Okay, so I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna hijack this and make this about comic books. Okay. All right. Comic books are the same thing to me. I think, I think millions of people would read comic books if they found the one that suited them. Oh yeah, no, I think I think that's easily because you see it a lot in media in general. Because there's a lot of stories that are taken from comic books that people had no idea they were comic books. But, like, if they'd read the story... They would have loved it. They would have loved it. They would have loved it. Tons of people love The Walking Dead. Uh, well, the uh, the Tom Hanks Road to Perdition movie. Uh, you know, I had someone tell me one time, that was the most beautiful movie they've ever... Oh, it was, it was a beautiful story. It's incredible. It's a comic book. Right. It's a comic book. Um, but something that proves it right now in modern times to me is when you talk about Webtoons. Mm-hmm. Webtoons in Korea is doing 6 million people. What is it? 6 million unique visitors a month. Right, which is insane. So if if South Korea has six million people who want to read comic books, you can't tell me that there's only two thousand comic shops in America because we're stupid. Like no, there's only two thousand comic shops in America because we only market to certain people and certain things. Right. When people make things that are entertaining and fun for more people, then more people will enjoy them. Exactly. If Fortnite's going to do two billion dollars, as dumb as it's as it feels like to me. It's obviously something that people enjoy playing, right? I mean, you can't get away from that. There's no, there's no changing the fact that people clearly enjoy it. So if people enjoy it, and they want to spend money on a free to play. If, if a free to play game is making two billion dollars because it's that much fun, then then what are we doing when we sit around and we say, oh, well, people don't like that. People don't want to see that anymore. You don't know what people want to see anymore, right? This clearly proves you wrong. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty obvious that video games are for everyone. It's Super Mario probably made a million dollars at its peak in nineteen eighty dollars, right? Right. And now someone wants to tell you that a free to play, anyone can download game, made two billion dollars. You don't see growth there, like you don't see opportunity for any. You know what I mean? Like, right. This fictional idea that oh, gaming isn't for everyone, and no, and only certain people—they don't really like video, and those don't count as video games, and those aren't games. And bro, if they play, they play. Right. I'm a real gamer. I play expensive games on my thousand-dollar computer. Right. Great. Tell me how your mom's basement smells. Like I'm not interested. Not interested at all. And I know that's a hard turn for Nerd Thug Radio, but I really don't care anymore. When somebody sits around and wants to gatekeep on this stuff, it just drives me insane. Gatekeeping is not the way of the future, boys. Well, it's not, but it's it's clearly it's clearly not working either when you look at numbers. When the data comes in, you have to look at the data. Right. You have to look at the numbers. I haven't even I don't even know like I've I've played video games my entire life and I didn't even know half of these top earners. Yeah, I've never exist. even heard of them. Never even heard never. of them. 
Never once was I like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Zero idea. I know that other one is it is the it's the Chinese game that they didn't. The company has not translated and brought it over here. I want to say because they're afraid they're gonna get like wrapped up in addiction troubles because like Honor of Kings is so popular in China. Wild. Right. Two <laughs> billion dollars. But people don't play video games. People don't play video games. That's not a real market. I. <sighs> it's funny. It's funny how the times have changed so much. Just in like my lifetime. It well, It's funny how times have changed. And it's funny how much they're going to keep changing. And it's funny how there are certain people who are just dead set in their way. So I made a promise to myself in 2020 that I'm, I'm going to try and, and, and limit. I don't have time anymore for the Facebook arguing. Okay? I don't. We got too much stuff to do. But I saw this guy making a comment about comic books, and I, and I and it was worth me not getting into the fight, but at least pointing out the, like the discrepancies in what he said. Mm-hmm. So Marvel Comics has announced the new character. The guy's name is Amulet, and he's going to be a Muslim-born American in Detroit, from Detroit. Okay, so this is okay, the heartland of com- American. A completely reasonable story that happens every day. In America. Every day. The guy writing it is a Muslim-born American from Detroit. Wow, amazing. So I feel like he's going to write what he knows. He's going to tell a story that he feels is one that was going to ring true to him. Right. I mean, he's already staying pretty close to his parallels there. Um, the first thing this, the, the people were saying was, oh, this is such craziness because it's just SJW, blah, 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 blah. And I, first of all, when you say SJW, I immediately want to turn it off because like I'm, the idea that you're upset because people, maybe they fight too much, but the idea that people are trying to fight to kind of help other people Groups should never make someone mad. Right. Should you should never be mad that someone's sticking up for someone else. That's never. That's not what. That should it doesn't. It doesn't get you anywhere to argue with people. It doesn't. Well, but so then the guy says it's clearly Marvel is just trying to, because it's the same day as the the news story that he read was the same day as the Iranian general was killed. Mm-hmm. So he said Marvel's just trying to take advantage of timing. This has been in the works for way longer. It's how comic books work, right? Like, production takes forever on stuff like this. So I find a different article that announced the character December 18th, and I post it, and I just my reply is simply, swing and a miss, with the article posted from December 18th. Right. So then he's like, it's still just ridiculous that they would even make this. Like, who even wants to read this story or this character? Like, who's even asking for this? And it's... It's like the guy writing it, probably. Probably. But here's the thing. is Marvel's going to make 15 or 20 characters every year. They're going to create 15 or 20 new properties right. and if every they don't, year. And if they don't stick, they don't stick, and they don't stick around. That's, but you're going to keep... You're but gonna that's, that's, that's the way of fictional character writing. That's exactly. just what's going to happen. Also, it's clearly in the universe of Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Right. The other thing they do in comic books to, make, to help make characters stick is they build a universe around those characters. Yeah. So one of the reasons Spider-Man is such a big deal is because there's so many other characters that orbit Spider-Man. Right. Mary Jane. Mary Jane, the Black Cat, Sandman, Green Goblin, all of of those characters that that orbit around Spider-Man. That technically, like, yeah, if they wanted to fight, you know, Namor, they could, but are they going to? Probably not. They're going to stay in the Spider-Man kind of universe. The same reason Sony wants to maintain a Spider-Man universe is because... Morbius the Vampire, uh, Cloak and Dagger, all of these kinds of characters that are sort of orbiting Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And 
that's what that's what that's how you do this. One of the things that was one of my favorite comic book runs of all time is Starman by James Robinson. And one of the things he did was you put Starman in a city, Opal City, and then he started building characters around him. So then there was a supporting cast of these other people that were relevant to Starman into the Starman story. So then they could have stories. You could do other stuff. You could have and more books. They are have, in the wider universe. Exactly. However, they're, they're not the their their core goes back to Starman. Starman. And so it's the same thing. Miss Marvel is going to now have another Muslim character that she can interact with that's also a superhero. This is universe building for her. That's what this is. This is creating characters in her little circle that orbit her that they can come back to and keep creating a credible world around her that ties her into the Marvel world and then ties them back to the the wider. Exactly. It's, it's not that complicated. No. It's, this is kind of like... This is investing in Miss Marvel by creating other characters around her. Right. And they're going to have Miss Marvel in the new Avengers game. She's going to be in the movie. She's going to be in the in the series. She's being uh, they're, they're going to feature her in all kinds of places they're talking about. Yeah, she's she's been in, she's been in, she's had some cartoon appearances too. Well, yeah, she's one of the main characters that they're animating in all the Disney Rising Warrior stuff, but most importantly, I mean on the streaming stuff they're going to introduce her. Then they're going to put her in the movies too. She's going to be one of the ones that crosses over in both. Good for her. And so they're clearly investing in her. And so they're going to make other characters to help build that world out. Exactly. Why wouldn't they do that? I don't know. Oh, no. Who wants to? This is just politics as usual. No, this is how you This is how you really grow a property or a franchise. This is right. how you do this it. This is how you introduce characters. Right. That make sense in oh. the context of their universe. Also, no one knows how a story's going to go yet because his story hasn't been written. Right. It comes out in March. That's kind of a ways away. So this idea, where, and that's, so after I did Swing and a Miss, the guy said something else. I said, you know what's crazy is this book won't be out for two more months, and you already know you're not going to read it. Right, and if you're not going to read it, then don't even complain. Like, what are you... <sighs> like, it's one thing if you're going to complain that you bought something, and you're like, this is terrible. This isn't what I want. But it's another thing to be like, this is terrible, and it's not even out yet. And no, you're not going to buy it. Yeah, listen. And you know what? If it comes out and you do buy it, and then you're like, this is terrible, then you have a point to make. Right. Then you're Be credible. You're at least being critical of something where your money went. Right. To me, the whole idea that, like... You're going to be critical of something you've never even... Like, so they haven't even started marketing it yet, right? Like, right. this is literally the it's first... It's an announcement that is happening. It's an announcement. It's an interview with the writer announcing this character, and this guy's like, I'm out. This is crazy. I'm not doing this. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. Yeah. Like nothing has happened yet. To, you don't have to make a decision yet. It's not like it's not like they showed you the trailer of the movie and you said, oh, "I don't know how I feel about this," which has happened to me numerous times. I've seen trailers. Yeah, of, the Joker. The Joker. I I didn't see a single trailer for that movie that I liked. And after every single trailer, we talked about that show, that movie here on the show. And every single time, I said, "I honestly don't. I am not excited. They they haven't really gotten my attention yet." And you never saw it. And I still haven't seen it. But at the same time, that's when they were marketing it. They were literally trying to get your attention, and that's when it's worth saying yes or no, it got my attention. This is just them going, hey, in three months, this comic book's going to come out, and this guy's going to write it, and he wants to talk to you about it for a second. And this guy's like, I'm out. Hard pass. SJWs. Just more politics from Marvel. It's like, you, know, you, know, you know comic books have always been about diversity, my dude? I, 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 I genuine like these people are like, oh, I love Captain America. Oh, I love the X-Men. And it's like, what do you think those guys were about? Right. 
Then this is the best. This is when I I gave up. I didn't even reply after this. But the guy then posted a picture of this old 1990s comic called Nomad. Isn't that like the super like? Is that the Rob Liefeld like super shoulder pad guy? Uh, they're probably uh, no, no different Nomad. Okay, yeah. So Nomad. This is the one with the, the cool sunglasses and the shotgun. Yes. Yeah. So with the 1980s mullet. Yeah. So there was this moment in so Marvel. So Captain America was frozen in ice, right? Right. So during the time while he's missing, America has like three other Captain Americas during that era. One of them is a guy who they they gave like some like super steroids to. It's not super soldier serum, but it's like super steroids. Makes so, him strong and stuff. But not Captain America level strong. But he's right. like, he's tough. He's pretty strong. He's not bad. But he's, in the world of superheroes, he's like a two. Right. Okay? Low tier strong guy. Right. So anyway, he's Captain America for like an hour. And then he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he just goes rogue. Or maybe he was supposed to be the Bucky. Maybe he was the Bucky to somebody's cap. And then like. He goes rogue. Yeah. He becomes rogue. the nomad. He becomes the nomad. And so the idea is that he's just kind of rolling around and just like indiscriminately helping people as nomad. And that was like, it It had this little, it, when they were making literally like 70 comics in the 90s, he's one of them. Okay. Right. But again, they were putting out tons of stuff at, at that time. So this guy though is like, this is the book they need to bring back. And then he says, I would write the greatest nomad story that everyone would see, and I wouldn't make it kid-friendly, first of all. Like, kids are the reason the comic books aren't selling. Like, it's half of your marketing, my dude. <laughs> if a character isn't appealing to someone, like, they're not going to buy it. Immediately, I was like, what is this guy talking about? Like, 90s mullet. I'm going to remake the nomad from 30 years ago. Right, and I'm gonna. And he's going to be so cool. It's the same thing with like Duke Nukem. <laughs> like, remember when Duke Nukem Forever finally came out, and it, it was, was exactly the worst game. Ever. It was exactly like Duke Nukem, and then everyone was like, "Wow, this is actually garbage," because guess what? He hadn't done it. Like every review ever was like, "The mechanics are terrible." Also, it's the same humor from 1990 when we were 14. It was real funny, and now that we're you know 35, it's, it's no longer funny. funny. It's not funny anymore, and things change all the time, and that's sort of the crazy element to it right like at some point you look up and you go oh it's it's new now <laughs> it's you don't realize how much you've aged until you look at old pictures of yourself kind of moment right like okay Fortnite did 1.8 billion dollars my guy there's entertainment dollars to be grabbed here right from free games and and people are not banging down the door for nomad no no one wants to see the nomad comic book story no one's like, wow, Nomad is really the story we've been missing all our lives. And you know what? There's probably a really small subject that's like, oh, yeah, I loved the Nomad. And then, like, if you brought it back, you'd make, like, eight people happy. I'll tell you this. I, I liked the Nomad series. I actually had, like, the first six issues. It was fun. It was cool. He found this little baby that he was keeping safe from, like, some gangsters. He named the baby Bucky. It had these moments. And then he was kind of like a, like, a, like a road warrior James Bond cool type. But, like, there's no call for it. Like, there's no, the push, the pitch would have to be so amazing right now to be like, yeah, and the and world like, needs Nomad. And, like, at best it'd be a miniseries. Yeah, exactly. And, like, sure, it'd probably make, like, an interesting Netflix show. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that you could, you could write a Nomad, especially if you were, like, 
really captured that like eighties aesthetic. Yeah, like you could kill on like a short minute, like an eight episode, like just absolute banger of like a nineteen eighties flavor. Very like Atomic Blonde, super strong. Like right, but here's the thing: you could also do something right now with another Muslim character. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Like easily, it, it doesn't. F- yeah. The the world's not hurting for Nomad. Right. And if you want to write a Nomad story... Then write it. But right. don't sit around and go, oh, why are they doing that? Well, first of all, it's their company. Right. But second of all, I promise you they, they think people want it. And I bet they've done more research than you have. And if people don't like it, people don't like it. Yeah, he'll go away. He'll go away. Until someone brings him back. So, yeah, I like don't know. Like the man. Nomad. Bring back Nomad. Like nomad. Yeah, Nomad 2020. Yeah, I just honestly... we got to get it trending on Twitter, Nomad 2020. <laughs> honestly, I... No, I'm super excited about the Nomad Netflix show that doesn't exist. Nomad Netflix. I guess Start Disney... doing, like, fake casting for it. Nomad Disney Plus, I guess. <laughs> this would be on Hulu. They'd have to put it on Hulu. Oh, right. They have to put it on Hulu. Yeah. So this is rated MA. This isn't for the kids. So it's Too hardcore. Yeah. But, man, just some people sometimes, man. I love it. Like, Miss Marvel, Camilla Khan is on literally, like... Nine things right now on Disney Plus, but nobody cares. Nobody wants to see her, right? Nobody wants that. Says man. Says guy. Says guy who doesn't work for Disney Plus and sees the numbers. Like I don't, I don't, I can't even wrap my brain around it. Sometimes what people, the way people, the way people act, like, and I. Uh, he hated it when it was one thing. Then when he when he saw that he was totally wrong and it's the opposite of that, he still hated it. Just now for a new reason. If you're gonna hate something. And you know what? And if you don't want to, if you don't want to support something, then don't. Yeah, then like, don't. It's very easy just to be like, I don't like this thing, so I'm not going to support it. And no one is going to be like, no one's going to be angry with you, right? No one's right. going to be upset. No one's going to be like, wow, I can't believe you're not supporting this. Yeah, just be. Just be you know what? You just don't kind of be like. You don't have to be like worst idea ever. More SGW gatekeeping from Marvel. I'll be in the van. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. Quit writing my nomad story. <laughs> All right, we're going to jump out here to a break. We're going to need some more nihilistic pizza. Uh, wait for our slow deaths. When we come back, we got slow Nerd Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well, and I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's going on, Conroe? Welcome to Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here on this Monday. Um, yeah, so Fortnite made $2 billion last year. That's pretty good for him. 
That's pretty good. That's a good day, right? Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, pretty yeah. good day. That's so. It's would, all right. would you sneeze at two billion dollars? No. Nah. I make would, so much money. What would you do with two billion dollars? I have no clue. Probably go like a ton of real estate. You go real estate? I go real estate because it's an easy. It's a. It's a, It's an easier way to just make consistent money all the time because everyone needs a place to live. So you would you would buy like homes and then charge people rent? Yeah. You would be you would be a landlord. Effectively. You would be like the worst landlord. I feel like. Oh no! Completely awful. I'd probably have someone run it. I would. You I would. you would have to because like no one would be able to, like if anyone had a complaint they couldn't get a hold of you because you don't return texts or calls. Right. So I just have someone run it for me, just paying back. Yeah, you pay. Yeah, they get paid. And then I'd probably live like somewhere secluded, <laughs> just disappear from the world. <laughs> no, I don't believe that because you wouldn't be able to play your card games. Nah, yeah, I'd just bring my friends with me. Oh, all of your friends would have to go live at this place with you. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't really be upset about it. I think I would be upset about it. Like you I would. Think, <laughs> I don't think I want to go to the country with you and your nerd friends. Yeah, you wouldn't see me ever again. <laughs> oh, thank God. All right, this actually sounds pretty appealing. We got to get you two billion dollars then. Um, we're on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. And of course, we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We got some uh, big news coming down the pipe for the sports show. We're going to announce that this week, Thursday at 2 p.m. So stay tuned with us here. We're going to have some interesting news. Uh, before we get into anything else, though, I want to introduce you guys to our brand new sponsor, independent insurance agent Donald Williams. You're going to give him a call at 937 760 5963. Friend of the show. Formerly Donnie Utah, he's uh, he's he's taking the next step here, and he wants you guys to know that he's an independent agent. He gets to work with fifteen with over fifteen of the national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price. They specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with the auto to maximize discounts. And they like to call themselves a family, where their policy is caring and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you're actually paying for. That's kind of a big thing because actually I did have a mix up one time on my car insurance. Where when I was delivering pizza, I got in an accident, and the car insurance people didn't, didn't cover it because I would, didn't have the right kind of insurance at the time. Right. That was that was fun. That was a good time. Those were good times. Um, but yeah, so as an insurance agent, he, as an as an independent insurance agent, he's not tied to any one specific carrier, and he gets to shop over 15 national companies to find the best coverage at the best price for his customers. So. Be sure to reach out, 937-760-5963, and mention you heard on the radio right here, Nerd Thug Radio, and Donald will take care of you. It's one more time, 937-760-5963. Hey, Donnie Utah, stepping his game up, man. I know, getting in that, getting in that work. You know what's funny is there's probably not a lot of people that, like, I would say I'm a friend of mm-hmm. that I would be that I would be like, hey, can you can you take care of this for me? It's like Donald and, like, maybe no one else. <laughs> like, yeah. Like in the friend group, like you, you obviously are over on this other side because your your blood you have to. Um, it's mandatory. It is, uh, but on the other flat, like like the list of friends that you would like trust with an actual important errand. Hmm. It's like Donnie. It's not not many other people besides Donnie. Donnie, yada yada, and Donnie. Um, it's not going on, man. So what's been up? How are you? Uh, I've been all right. This new year's been pretty good and pretty lax, mainly because school hasn't started yet for me. <laughs> when does school start? Uh, next week for me. So the next Monday. Oh, okay. So this is your last week. Yeah, this is my last week. Last week of freedom. Freedom. And then they like cut them open. Right. Yeah. Like a Salisbury steak. So sad. Was it though? Because like that was like the big climax of the movie. Yeah, it's still sad though. It's a weird movie structurally. It's still sad. 
Is it still sad? Why is it still sad? You've said still sad like ten times. Still sad. <laughs> you don't know how the movie ends, do you? No. <laughs> God, like I don't watch movies. You're you. You're <sighs> Braveheart was one of the few movies that came double VHS cassette. Because it's so long. <laughs> yes, but it's totally worth watching. It's like Titanic and Braveheart are the only two. I know. Those are the only like two like pop culture ones that were double cassette that I recall. Because they're so long. It, Braveheart is so long, and that one actually Mel Gibson makes completely himself, if I remember. Produced it and everything. Oh, that's pretty impressive. Um, I think nobody else really wanted the story, the script of William Wallace. I think a lot of people sort of thought like William Wallace biopic doesn't ring all that interesting. <laughs> I mean, you say that out loud, and it's like if you don't know who William Wallace is, I guess not. Right, right, yeah, and like, there's like <laughs> he walks into the room and he's like, "All right, so I'm trying to do a biopic," and you're like, "All oh, right, okay, okay. okay, this is interesting. Who are you gonna play, Mel? You want you're gonna be uh, Kennedy? What are you gonna do? You gonna play somebody famous?" And he's like, "William Wallace." William Wallace, and they're like, "Who? Who?" Um, and I. <sighs> I don't remember if he's this is bad. This and it's relevant to these people, but I don't know. I don't remember if he's Irish or Scottish. And then there's like a whole little subplot where they work with a guy who's the other group because Irish and Scottish aren't the same thing. And right. I, I, I recognize that before we get all the letters. And then whatever the whatever they are, they have one person who's from the other group with them the whole movie. And at one point, people <laughs> the king is hired. So if if they're all Scottish, the king has hired Irish mercenaries to come attack them. And as they're running up, they're all like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, these are my people. I'm positive. And it turns out they weren't going to fight him. They took the money and they sailed over here to help him win. But, like, as they're running up, he's like, this is my Ireland. And then they all shake hands and they're all buddies. Or this is my Scotland. And like Whichever one. Whichever one it was. But it's just it's really funny because the whole time they're running up, like, they're all looking at him like, are you sure? Like we're not getting we're not getting boned here. Like please tell me we're not running into a trap. He's like, no, nah, we're good, man. We're totally good. I promise. I promise. It's not a trap at all. He said. Also, he wasn't even the person trying to be king of whatever it was, Ireland or Scotland. Like he was working with the guy that should have been king, and then that guy betrays him at the end. Tragic. Spoilers, I guess. Nineteen ninety-seven. Twenty-two-year-old movie. <laughs> Movie's older than you are. It is older than I am. Still, one of the best parts of that movie is when he's. I don't know why we're on break part. I don't know. We're, we're doing whatever we want. Uh, twenty twenty. <laughs> he he's introduced like a bunch of people have showed up for this fight, and and he goes and like several of the lords have brought their little small armies with them, and then the lords are just trying to negotiate for extra cuts of the pie, and they're going to leave. When they go to leave, um, William Wallace is like, "Yes, they're leaving, but you can stay." And like he's telling their guys to fight anyway. And someone's like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "I am William Wallace." And the guy's like, "No, you're not. William Wallace is seven feet tall." And he's like, "I and I shoot fireballs out me arse." And like everyone's laughing about it. And he's like, "I am William Wallace," but they never make him prove it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no one's like, "That's definitely William Wallace." In hindsight, they should have made him shoot the fireballs. Right. <laughs> That's. <laughs> So that's one of my favorite parts of history is like, like these, like known like like people on like the battlefield or someone who's like super strong and they're yeah. like, oh god, here's this guy that's murdered a million people before in battle and he's super crazy. But like, like how much of that is them? They won the fight, so he's like he killed seven thousand people. Well, that's what happens, right? So like when it 
Okay, so in it's game, one of, it's game, one of my favorite details in the Gundam fiction. Of is, course it is. Is that? Of course it is. It's so it's it's a it's a, it's a show all about thirty war. second version. Uh, you're not gonna do nine minutes about Gundam right now. It's well, no, it's just the the fun like tidbit is like if you if you counted up all of the like all of the like basically the Axis powers like if you counted up all their like aces and like how many how many times that they've killed someone it totals more than the ones that they produced so it's not possible so people lied about how many people they defeated well, yeah of course so it's really it's just a fun bit <laughs> well it's like you know in the movie Edge of Tomorrow when they're all walking around in their mechs and one guy's like tomorrow will be my 50th battle and someone's like you ain't been in 50 battles and he's like I've been in 50 battles I killed 700 of these things and like you haven't been in 50 battles they're like it doesn't happen that way well Game of Thrones um, when uh the th- when Bran becomes a three eye raven and he's being shown the past, and he sees when his dad supposedly beat the two best swordsmen in all the land. Remember they show up and like the dawn of the morning stars. One of the two swordsmen there. Oh yeah. And he like salutes the five little guys and he's like, they're like, we missed you on the battlefield and they were like, yeah, we're too busy taking care of this here, but now that you're here, we can just kill you here. And he's like, there's five of us and two of you, and he's like, that's not enough. And like they're rolling through them. And eventually, the dad is like the last one left. Uh, Ned Stark is the last guy standing, but he didn't kill. He didn't kill either one of them in the fight. But the legend becomes that Ned the Stark, Ned Stark killed, killed the of Dawn them. of the Morning Star. Right, one of the cool sounding names ever, bro. You can bet if I was any kind of knight in historical time, I would have like fifty of the coolest titles. Oh yeah, because I would just pay people to give me cool titles. Right. I mean. Hey, you writing this down? What are you, the nine people in the world that can write right now? Yeah. I need you to write down a new title for me. But, like, I wouldn't have to ever defend it because they're so cool sounding. Right. They're like, ah, yeah. This is Sir Corey, the man who lanced the moon. And they'd be like, I don't, the moon knight? I'm not fighting this guy. Forget it. Like, (laughs) the moon knight. (laughs) He's the reason the moon's only a crescent three weeks out of the year. That's right. That's right. I cut it in half and then it's got to heal and then I cut it again. I'm a busy guy. (laughs) Fighting the moon eternally. Perpetually battling the moon, and they're just like, not, no, I'm not going to fight them. I'm not going <laughs> to do not it. I'm not going to do it. Dawn of the Morning Star. Yeah, it's a good name. It's so good. What would be your night? Like your night? Oh, I have absolutely no clue. Yours would, I would, if I could somehow make it really cheesy, I would. Fair enough. I'd be like, <laughs> be like, like Nico the Lance Holder or something. <laughs> Hold my lance. It's called a lance. Hello. <laughs> Boys and their pointy sticks. It's called a lance. Hello. Do love a knight's tale. It's one of my favorite movies, and it's so ridiculous. And it's one of my favorite movies because they play the modern music in it. <laughs> it's so good. It's so stupid. It's such a bad but great movie to watch. Heath Ledger's great. And the whole idea that like the king takes like finds courage in the fact that this guy like <laughs> falsely portrayed a knight and is so moved by his courage that he like yeah except that's not at all how that would work ever he would get murdered on the spot (laughs) the king would drive slow knives into this guy's eyeballs for impersonating (laughs) a lord in real life but instead he's like put on top of sticks and let him slide down like if all i knew about you was that you 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 tilt when you should yield it would be enough shut up dude but it's not but it's not because you definitely would die in real life i know that you are loved by your friends I mean, yeah, thanks. Like, they care about me a lot. They <laughs> they put me through night training. Yeah, they help me perpetuate this fraud on all of you. Uh, <laughs> sometimes when you portray, it's like the it's like the uh, the YouTube thing. Zach Morris is trash. Have you ever seen that one? Oh no! It takes the plot of every Saved by the Bell and it basically explains it from the point of view of a real person. So Zach Morris is always the worst person. Like, oh, that makes sense. His ki- so it 
if you do that with almost anything. It turns out like they're like the worst person ever. Yeah, the hero. It's like, it's the like hero of almost like every story is the, is really a bad guy. So like Heath Ledger is really the bad guy of a knight's tale because because he's frauding out as a knight. Right, he's frauding out a knight. He's like taking stuff from actual knights and lords and other things. Right, and then he's like he's he's committing fraud to keep winning and beating up these other knights. Like, really, what he's doing is super illegal for the time. Right. Again, he would be murdered on the spot. Right. He doesn't have enough common sense to leave when they get ahead. And, like, he's like, I want to be the best knight in the land. You're not a knight, dude. <laughs> One, you're not a knight. And doesn't he actually fight Prince Henry, like, later? In the middle of the movie when they're like, yeah, it's been confirmed. He's the he's the king. You have to, you can't fight the king. And, and he was like, Tilton, let's do it. He's here. I'm here. Armor up. And the, he, he rides at the king. And the, and the king is like, you knew it was me and still you rode. And he's like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, you just can't. You can't do that. <laughs> it's not allowed. Meanwhile, the king's like, my ancient kingly scholars. No, no, I'm just going to lie. You know what? I'm just going to lie to you. I'm, gonna, I'm the king. I can do whatever I want. He's a knight now. Deal with it. That or he just gets murdered and says, no one speak of this. <laughs> right. I'm going to kill him. No one mentioned anything because I'm the king. Like, it goes either way. But right. <laughs> but he doesn't even have to lie about History it. History is written by those who win. <laughs> and kings. And kings. Also that. Yeah, it is. It is. It absolutely is. But yeah, anytime, any hero story, you could just, if you tell it a different way, they're they're absolutely the bad guys of every story. The worst characters in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to jump out here. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oil wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? This is Nerd Thug Radio hanging out here on your 104.5, 106.1 sister stations. And we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We're hanging out here on this Monday just uh, doing our radio thing. Um, Corey DLG here with me as usual is little brother Nico. That's probably me. Make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. We've got all kinds of stuff going on there. we got a cosplayer of the day. We've got a... We've got cosplay galleries. We've got artists of the day. We've got all kinds of fun stuff up there. Make sure you go check it out. Hit like, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do to enjoy yourself. Really embrace the enjoyment. Enjoy embracement. The, all of it. The movie, the game. Yeah. The, all of that. Mm-hmm. Before we get too far into anything here, I'm going to tell you guys about our friends. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more on 1488. Okay, guys. Holiday's over. Back to it, man. Back to it. The grind. January 25th, uh, the adventure begins anniversary party. It's been one year. 
Oh, yeah. So they're going to be throwing a party coming Monday through Friday, Monday, January 20th through Friday, the 24th, for a free entry into a grand prize drawing on Saturday at 5 p.m. Um, there's also going to be face painting and uh, cosplay and all sorts of other great stuff. Prize drawing. Seven winners will be picked for 10 prizes off the prize table. We'll be teasing the prizes on Facebook as they come up. It's going to be exciting. At 5 p.m., there's going to be pizza and cupcakes. That's all happening later on in the month, 20th to the 24th, building up to Saturday, January 25th, the one-year anniversary party of The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. This week, Wednesday 8th, they've got Demo Night, The Captain is Dead uh, from 6 to 10 p.m. It's a board game, and it's kind of interesting. Like, um, it's, it, Okay, here, I'm just going to read this little snippet of it. Uh, imagine the last 10 minutes of the show, things have gone so badly, the captain is dead, and you and the surviving members of your crew have to pull together and save the day yourselves. It's a co-op game for two to seven players. You just got to figure out how to save the day before the alien blows you up because the captain is dead. Ah, interesting. It is kind of a neat idea. I've seen the board game there, and it seems really interesting. Uh, Thursday, January 9th from 6 to 10 p.m. is weekly meet, uh, Magic the Gathering Commander Night. And Saturday, January 11th is Magic the Gathering Throne of Aladrin Booster Draft. $15 entry fee for that. It's Eldrain. Why do you keep saying Eldrain? <laughs> Eldrain? Yeah. Because a drain doesn't sound scary to me. Like, a ladrin sounds, like, magical, but an Eldrain just sounds like if I had a plunger, like I solved that problem. Eldrain. <laughs> I'm here to drain you. Blup, 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 blup. No, you're not. Um, there's, a lot coming, there's a lot coming up, though. So, Sunday, January 12th, 4 to 8 p.m. is D&D Junior's Adventure League. $5 to play or spend $5 to play for free. Uh, Adventure Beans, Comic Games, and more. We're going to be there this Friday hanging out doing our Hero Clicks thing. There's going to be a lot going on. As always, there's so much happening now. Like, that's it. Holiday overtime to get back to work. Trying to get back on it. As you're in the office right now, you probably already knocked out like 100 things today. Uh, you're almost done, though. Day's almost over. We're almost there. Stay strong. The new year. That's right. The new year's in. It's space year 2020, as someone keeps Future saying. Future space year 2020 has finally arrived. This moment I thought would never happen. I mean, it had to happen. It was Y2K, but it, it happened 20 years later. Oh, did I did I tell you this? I'm glad we got these few minutes here to follow up this stupid story. Uh, okay, so they they announced what the problem was with the why with the WWE 2K20 stuff. Did you hear this? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay, so what it wound up being? <laughs> oh, that's right. I told you we were having tea. I told you yesterday. At tea, tea time. Party. Yeah, uh, we were at the Tea Kettle Cafe in Old Town Spring doing a meeting, and I've never had tea before. Yeah, you had bad tea. The first, the the the, the second batch. The second was batch was really good. good. The the manager made the second batch. And she said, "This is good tea." It was really good tea. It was good tea. Uh, the first batch was a little testy, but again, I don't know anything about tea. I'm the wrong person to ask about that. The food was delicious, though. Yeah. Um, but so the story is the reason the wrestling game broke January first, twenty twenty, is because this is just this blows my mind. This is some stupid stuff here. If you Remember Y2K in 1999, the quick fix that a bunch of people did was they simply changed the values for 00 through 20, or 00 through 19. So 00 through 19, they changed the values of it. It was a simple patch. Instead of moving dates to four digits and doing 2000, they simply just revalued 00 through 19, thinking that 19 years from now, all of these programs will be out of date. They're not. And so now when we hit 2020, there's no, there's been no values assigned to these because it was a quick fix that these companies were going through and doing. So it essentially just pushed back the Y2K problem 20 years. Which just makes it way funnier. It makes it way more, way, 
It's way sadder. Way more and incompetent and way more human. Right. There's nothing more human than the fact that someone said, you know what, we'll just push it back 20 years and it'll be someone else's problem. Because I promise you that's there was how the somebody... World, that's how the world will end. This, this, this is why the world will end. But let's be really clear. This is why the world will end. Is every time we have any kind of issue or problem that we're trying to solve, this is how we solve it. Quick fix, it'll do it. Quick. I guarantee you the programmers 20 years ago who were dealing with this were like, listen, let's cash in. We'll bump this back 20 years. No one's going to be using these programs in 20 years anyway. This is the easiest fix. Let's just do it this way. And they all said, yeah, that makes sense. Easiest fix, most money. I'm all, everyone's happy. Fast forward 20 years. A year ago, someone's like, hey, should we replace all these 20-year-old programs? Actually, at that point, probably 30, 30 30-plus years old. Right. And they were like, why? They're still working. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good point. You're right. Yeah, we'll just have somebody patch them if we need to. We've just been patching them for the last 20 years. Yeah, we'll just keep patching them. He said to his tire while it fell apart and exploded (laughs) on the freeway. Like, I don't understand. Like, this is going to be the... As humanity burns to the ground and nihilistic pizza is the last company standing, as we're just standing in the crater that is the rest of the world, someone's going to be like, let's just push it back 20 years. Like, let's just listen. What we'll do is I'll put this fire out today, but I won't fix any of the problems. It's like for years when Congress and the president were fighting about, like, the budget crises. And they kept doing like nine month extensions and eight month extensions. Then they would have the next fight the next time around. And they kept doing the thing where they're like, we're going to shut down the government. And like every every eight months, they were like, we might shut down the government. And it was like, how about if you guys just actually sat down and just just agreed? Like just just came to an agreement that lasted more than six hours. Like, why we're don't we shutting down the government? Oh, here we go again. Yeah, well, we're back to it. Like and they called it kicking the can, and they and they called it kicking the can, and they did it like under Obama in the Republican where they couldn't agree on anything. They kicked the can like I think like five or six times over an eight year span, where you were just like, it was amazing to me that both sides would come to the same agreement where they both looked at each other and went, "We'll deal with this later next year." <laughs> what? Like you want to keep talking about it? Like <laughs> why wouldn't you just want to sit down at some point and go? That's the one thing I hate about Texas government is that they meet like for like two months out of the year, and that's it. And it's every two years. Yeah, and when they get together, like they go over the studies that they commissioned the last time. They don't vote on anything new this time, and then they pass like the five things that the governor asked for when he ran for his election, and then that they all go home. Right. They all go home. And, and that's it. That's the whole thing. That's the whole bit. And then they come back two years from then, and they listen to the studies they commissioned this time, and they commission some more studies before they leave, and they do, like, the five things the governor ran on, and then they go home. And, like... Nothing gets done nothing, quickly. Nothing ever gets done. It blows my mind how much people are just like, yeah, just kick the can. Just kick the can. 19 years later, the Y2K bug just crashed a wrestling <laughs> video game. <laughs> How is it the Y2K bug just bit PlayStation 4 in the butt? No one no one no one thought that sentence would be the sentence we're talking about. I, in future space year 2020, the Y2K bug reared its head again. It's like when a Marvel character like brings back an old villain and you're like, "This guy again? What's he doing here?" Oh, it's 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 kicking the can. We just kicked the can. He's he's back again. Cool. 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 <laughs> Put him in the Phantom Zone. Like put him, <laughs> put him in Arkham Asylum where he escapes a little bit later. Did the Y2K bug really just show back up in 2020? Yes, it did. The answer is yes. Yes, it did. 
All right, we're going to jump out here. We're going to go have some nihilistic pizza and enjoy ourselves. You guys have a great day here on behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself on behalf of Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More, and Donald Williams, Independent Insurance Agent. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. <laughs>